What's up, guys, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, today we have a pretty fun episode. Uh, we're going to talk about speed painting. But, of course, before we get to that, speed painting. what have you been up to since we talked last, Brent? Okay. Like a day after we talked last, I got something in the mail. It's pretty uh, pretty special. These are some paintbrushes, and they are special because they are the ones that Sam Lenz uses, the, the cheap ones that he buys at Hobby Lobby or, or wherever he gets them. Now, these are... Pretty sure he gets them from there, yeah. They're synthetics. They are, I'll read them off to you here, Sax, S-A-X, uh, Golden Taclon Optimums. And they are, I don't know, they're like 50 cent brushes, depending on how big they are. And they're really, they're, they're for base coating, essentially. So they're, mm -hmm. they're big, fat brushes that still have a pretty good tip to them. And so you can kind of start just laying down the big, meaty base coats. And because it does have a pretty good tip on it, you can get pretty far into the details, actually, using just this one mm. big brush. And, you know, this, this line of paintbrushes has a bunch of different sizes and styles, but I'm using uh, the rounds and just one of the bigger size rounds, like size four, six, eight. Um, actually, just today I was using a size eight and I got a good deal of work done with this big beefy brush. And it's nice because it holds more paint. You don't have to go back to the palette as often. And it's, uh, it's a good way to get a lot of the base coating done for a 50 cent brush or whatever it is so yeah um that's that's been the brush that's kind of gone around that you know sam lens talked about and uh i still haven't tried them i've seen them at hobby lobby i still haven't picked them up i mean they are super cheap um i think the size that he talks about or that people end up using is i, I think it's the size four sure which is a big brush yeah. But hey, I mean if it's if it's got a good point on it then yeah, that's going to go a long way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for uh shipping cost reasons. So I didn't order from Hobby Lobby. The the place I found online was like a school supply website or something. But you you <laughs> okay. Google Saks Optimum Golden Taclon and just yeah, see, see what's selling it at what prices. And they were selling, you know, six yeah. packs of whatever size you wanted. And you know, the six packs were, I don't know, $4 for six, depending on the size. But it was mm -hmm. free shipping if you got, I'm trying to think now, I think I might have ordered $50 of these, but whatever, it's worth it. Or or I was hoping it was worth <laughs> it. I was I was counting on it <laughs> being worth it. Hopefully they're good. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's pretty great, though. Yeah, so I, I got, yeah, plus. I just went down the menu and got, you know, at least one pack of each of the sizes. I think I, I did remember that size four was kind of get what gets talked about a lot. So I bought, you know, a couple packs mm -hmm. of size four and I just got a little bit of everything else. But even as you go up in size, yeah, I, like I said, I've got a, a size eight here in my hand and it is, has a meaty belly, but it does come to a point there. Pretty nice looking point. So... Hey, there you go. That's yeah. that's what's new with me. I got uh, I got some cheap brushes in the mail, different from my ordinary cheap brushes. Right. Um. You, I mean, you use synthetic brushes for pretty much everything, don't you? Pretty much everything. Yeah. 
and I used to have a go-to like Walmart pack of brushes, just the the variety mm -hmm. pack of folk art brushes that were in the arts and crafts section of Walmart. Not the two ninety nine pack. You go for the three ninety nine pack. We've we've talked about this before, but <laughs> it's a situation yes, where you get a a variety in that pack. You know, you get your seven or eight different mm -hmm. brushes in there, and I like about three or four of the sizes in there, and I'll use all of them eventually. But it is nice to just say, I want a six pack of size four Saks Optimum Golden Taclon. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty nice. I'm gonna have to try the. At least those, the the size fours. Um, like for a while there, I was buying size twos uh, from Hobby Lobby. Something it was some other brand, but it was like a, a two dollar brush or something. And and those were doing me pretty good for a while. Um, nice. You know they they crap out after you know a couple weeks or whatever. But um, you know, I still have some laying around, like I use for just mixing in the airbrush and stuff now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you splay them out enough, then they they work all right for small dry brushes. So, <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. If anything, you know, buying the cheap air or cheap paint brushes, like they're gonna get used for something eventually. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, that's definitely my philosophy. And like I said, I got these about thirteen days ago, so I don't know exactly how long they last. I've been trying to do more painting, but I haven't worn through one of these yet and mm -hmm. actually I, you know I, I got a variety and they actually don't really like the the size twos or the size ones that i got they actually have a worse point than like the size eights do so hey live mm -hmm. and learn but the the big beefy ones yeah great and actually a, a year or two ago now i i took a class with sam lens and as part of the class they he gives you like, you know, something to use as a palette. It gives you a paper plate. It gives you a cup of water. It gives you a size four Saks Optimum Sam Lens <laughs> broadsword painting brush. Right. Um, and, and I remember at the time I was like, oh yeah, this is what Sam's been talking about. And I like saved that one brush. Like I need to remember right. this. I need to reverse engineer where he got this from. And that's going to be the secret. And, mm -hmm. and now here we are. So all right, I'll pass it back to you. What's what's new with you, Casey? <laughs> uh, let's see. So I finally finished that Orc Army that I've been talking about for like the last month and a half. Yeah, I finally sat down um, and just did it all. I did, I did the whole thing. Yeah, and I'm feeling feeling pretty good about that. It's been, it's been on my mind for a long time to have a 40K Orc Army. So it's it's kind of a weird thing. It's it's done. I don't know what to do next. I'm lost. <laughs> Where is it right now? Is it on your shelf or does it have a, a place yeah, of honor? Yeah, so it's actually on the other side of the, the camera. Uh, it's not in a place of honor, really, because um, I had to move. I had to move the army so I could start a new video because it was on the desk behind me. Yeah. And I was like, all right, done with the army. And it kind of shoved it off. And, and it's it's just sitting on like the top of a bookshelf. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like it's done and now I I have to move on. But it's it's there and I don't know what to do with it. Like I want to play a game. Um, and I was actually talking to Matt, our editor. And uh, we were talking about doing some 40K. So I'm kind of hoping we get to do that at some point. I still haven't gotten an Indominus box, so I don't have the rule book. 
I mean, I, I know it comes in other books and stuff, or other boxes, but yeah, I still haven't done that. So maybe that's that's next time I'll get a, a 40K rule book. How many uh, videos did you get out of the Rorkarni? Because I know you did like some conversions with 3D printing, and you definitely did that big paint-up uh, there with Squid Mars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the, the one I finished uh, the army in. Um, I think four, four videos for the one army. Yeah, because it was, it was 3D printing conversions, and then it was 3D printing and basing, and then uh, testing, like testing color schemes and different things you can do, and then the, you know, the, the finale. And it was the last week in October, so I, I tried to go out strong this year. Wow, that's really good. That's really good. I actually finished painting an orc today, um, but Ooh. we're now in November. Ooh, we're recording orc. early morning of November third yeah. is, is when we're recording here. It's all right. I'll I'll save them for anyway. for next October. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> just put them in a drawer. It'll it'll yeah. You bring them out. Or, when he's or ready. just publish a video like halfway through November with Orktober hashtag Orktober. <laughs> I, I like that so much better. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's not over. <laughs> it's over when I say it's over. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so did the Orc Army. Um, yeah, kind of just cleaned up my hobby space. Like I said, I just moved the army, got ready for some new stuff, cleaned up all sorts of stuff, and just kind of getting myself reset after doing all of that work. Yeah, I, I imagine so. you just got like shards of uh, bases everywhere, and what you know, what else? Yep. Like half finished, because <laughs> I know like a lot of those orcs that you got were kind of messed up and damaged. How many of them mm -hmm. just weren't salvageable, or you you were left with like half I, a torso? I got them all. Or... No, Some? I, I got them all. Oh, Mixed okay. Them all. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. man. The the. Honestly, like I made that 3D printing video about like this is probably the greatest hobby tool ever. Mm -hmm. And like I wasn't I mean, I was a little bit exaggerating, you know, for for YouTube sake. But I mean, I was kind of being serious. Like I didn't have extra orc arms. I didn't have extra torsos. I didn't have heads. I didn't have any of this stuff, you know, and half of the, the models that I got were just broken. So it's like, okay, well, you know, I sized out a kind of a funky arm and then put a gun in there or like uh, I made this arm and then attached a giant power claw hand to it, you know, in a 3D program and printed that out and stuck it on a guy. And it's like all of the pieces that are extra on the army were just printed out. And it's like I didn't have to do any of the extra work or spend the extra you know, money and time and all this stuff to get all of those pieces. And it looks super unique. Sure. You know, so it, it was kind of a big deal for me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think I may do kind of a similar project. Um, just the, the small Marines that I already own. I may search mm -hmm. my entire collection and just pull together all the small Marines I own and see what kind of a force I can make out of that. I know I, yeah. you know, I know I have a lot. I know, uh, you know, as a younger man, I, I bought some fresh, brand new from the store, small Marines, and those are in pretty good shape. 
And I also know that every eBay purchase just has a squad of small Marines thrown <laughs> right. in there as a little extra. So, <laughs> yeah, I've I've got probably a dozen or so, like in in varying levels of disrepair that are just that yeah, just were included in some rando box from eBay. <laughs> yeah, you know, the uh, the shoulder pads are on like 180 degrees wrong you know <laughs> right <laughs> like the arm should not be in that like something is wrong oh yeah physically with the, <laughs> the marine yeah, yeah. <laughs> well they look a little bit like the footman from uh warcraft 2 or something like that yeah it, it almost makes sense in in some people's minds to have the the shoulder pads the other way around and so some of them definitely get hot glued in that position so yeah. Right. Hey, sometimes yeah. rescuing stuff from eBay can be fun, but you know that. Yeah. Someday, someday I'm going to, I'm going to do a video specifically about hot glue because <laughs> it, it is the most dangerous thing about like buying models on eBay. Like if, if there's hot glue and it, and you can see it, you need to just stay away because it is so much more work than it needs to be that's going to be your whole video is yeah okay hey I mean, that's I, I that's know. important Just information light, light that needs to get out there to fire. the people that's going to save some folks a lot of money yeah. and a lot of time a lot of hassle i'd say so yeah nice nice well yeah i guess the next steps are you could think about like what models you actually want for that army and like go hunting for you know some some cool centerpieces mm -hmm. or whatever get the Get the it's new a weird feeling, man. I thought about it because I got the old one, mm -hmm. you know, and that's what that's what me and uh, Squidmar painted up, you know, as our focus. But yeah, that new one because there's there's three of them, right? There's the old one, then there's kind of like a a middle like like ten years ago one came out, and then the new one that just came out. So I thought that'd be kind of cool to have like all of them together. It'd be nice. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. I'll file that idea away for later, for sure, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a super weird feeling to have, like... Like, I have other completed armies, but I don't really feel the need to go out and add to them. Like, I have an Iron Jaws army. You know, it's like... Nothing's come out for Iron Jaws. But orcs are just... They've been around for so long, for, for 40k, there's just so much to choose from. Oh, yeah. Kind of overwhelming. Yeah, and plus it's encouraged to uh, make your own vehicles and stuff for those guys. So there is always a new orc project that you can do. Yeah, always. Well, it's, always. what is the saying that every every kit is an orc kit? Yes. Yeah. Very true. I like that saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations on finishing that army. You think about what's next, but uh, very well done. Be proud. Be proud. Thank you. Someday I'll finish an army and you can congratulate me. Don't you have a, a corn yeah. army you still need to do? Or or did you do that while I wasn't Yeah. Looking? I I haven't done that yet. Um so I have I have a box and I have a an entire corn demons army with like I think it's eighty or ninety blood letters. Yeah. There's a lot. And I haven't even like I, I opened it and kinda went through it a little bit. Um but I haven't really, I don't know, checked it out enough to know how much work it's going to be. I think it it's probably going to be quite a bit. Because someone previously, that, that bought it previously, 
um, stripped the whole army and they resold it as a, a project. You know, here's a project lot on eBay. You know, but I paid a, a cool hundred dollars for that army and it is gigantic. So someday, someday. It's there. Yeah, it's gonna like be it's good. right behind me. Right behind me in a box. Yeah. So All right. yeah. I've got uh one more update to to sorta of brag about here, but I started in Sweet. on the hobby streak on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So just hashtag okay. hobby streak and then you, the idea is that you do a little bit on your hobby every day. And if mm-hmm. you really just make that a habit and make it, you know, part of your routine that I got to do something for my hobby today so that I can post hashtag hobby streak day 15, whatever. Um, and of course, the the person I know who's really gone all in on this is Dana Howell. And she's on mm-hmm. day 600 and something now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's up there. Yeah, I think she's at like six fifty something or six sixty something. Like it's it's mm-hmm. up there, and yeah, you know, I mean, we've talked about this before. Of how do you make your hobby part of your day? And uh, well, here's here's one little gimmick that we'll see if it works. But so far, I've actually, as of this recording, I'm two weeks in. Um, nice. So if you check out my my Twitter, I. I don't know how to use Twitter, but I know how to post like a, a bad photo and <laughs> hashtag hobby streak and then try to remember what number day I'm on and I type that number right. in. Yeah. You know the secret to doing that? Just just use Instagram. So man, okay, here's a whole different topic, but I'm I'm kinda getting like a hierarchy of social media uh pages. Mm-hmm. So obviously YouTube is the one that I, I care about and like I try not to post like low quality videos ever. I'm not cluttering up the YouTube channel with anything sure, subpar. Sure. Then we got uh, we got this we got this channel, we got a separate channel to just yammer at each other. And you know, we, mm-hmm. we try to make it decent, but but we know what this is. We know what this is. Yeah, we know what this is. And then uh, <laughs> on my hierarchy, uh, next is Instagram, which, man, when, when I started the YouTube channel, you know, I go and look at Scott Miniac, and he's got in his description box or his videos, he's got like 10 different platforms just just going down the list. Yeah. And just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's that's what YouTubers do. I got I to gotta get in all these. I'm like, all right, I'll really? learn one at a time. And so like a year ago, I put Instagram <laughs> on my phone and like I... I still don't understand uh, how to make a story on Instagram, but it is not important. It's not important. I know how to like every once in a while post a picture and I Mm -hmm. try to be like a little bit careful about that. Like try to post nice pictures, like not just flood. I'm not doing it every day, like work in progress for the post, you know, for the sake of posting something. Um, Yeah. I've actually like unfollowed a few of those. It's just like, oh, I've I've seen enough of this half finished, yeah. whatever it is. Like, oh, you, yeah, yeah. In so so in my mind, like Instagram is the one where I'll post like one or two pictures or one or two posts, maybe with multiple pictures of of each project. Maybe it, maybe an mm-hmm. occasional like silly picture of some cats doing something annoying. Like, but but on the whole, curated <laughs> a little bit. Um, okay. 
there was there was a time you know a month or two back when when dwarven forge was like hey can you want to do a video for us and i'm like i don't have time for that but I'll make an instagram post like that's <laughs> you know going down the hierarchy like yeah i could take a picture of that throw that yeah sure 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 um yeah, yeah. and now twitter like i i I have like learned how to use Twitter 14 days ago and uh, okay. I know how to do hashtag that's how long your hobby, hobby streak. streak. <laughs> yeah. By the time you all are listening to this, it'll be 21 days ago, hopefully. And uh, hopefully I'll be on hobby yeah. streak day 21 <laughs> and not like hobby streak day three as I restart or something. Right. Like that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got it, man. I mean, what else are you gonna be doing? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta do more hobby. You gotta make those videos. Come on. I guess where I was going with this is I'm actually kind of enjoying it. So again, Twitter, okay. Twitter, I'm I'm putting on my hierarchy of just like I'm, I'm putting a post every day, even if it is mm-hmm. just a work in progress shot of something that I've made. You know, two extra coats of base coats on there. You know, an extra thirty minutes or an hour of extra base coating on this model. That's going up on Twitter. Have fun, uh, have fun with that, Twitter folks. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow and retweet me at gt underscore hobbies. Uh, I got a, like a funny picture of myself, and there's like some cat drawings in the background, and good, good was, stuff. Was Goober Town Hobbies too long? I think it was actually. I think by like one character. So so I yeah. did set up a couple of accounts on various social media platforms when I first started the channel. I'm like, uh, I better reserve these mm-hmm. names at least. And I think yeah, yeah, Goobertown yeah. Hobbies was like one or two characters too long. Like uh GT hobbies. Uh, yeah. GT underscore uh, hobbies. Yeah. yeah. You you got a Twitter, Casey? I would Yeah, yeah. Uh I you know, I don't even remember what it is. I think it's at eBay Miniature Rescues. I'm pretty sure. But that seems pretty long Sounds too, pretty so long. it might just be eBay mini rescues. Ugh. I honestly can't remember. I don't know. I I whenever I post on Instagram, I push it to Twitter. Mm. You know, and then and then some people will uh you know respond to those there and then I go to Twitter to answer that or you know, whatever. Um but that's that's about my extent of Twitter. I don't don't tend to use it very often. Um I like Instagram a little bit better just from the specifically picture sharing aspect. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Some people think that uh, Twitter is the best one. So I don't know. I, I I see how they're, they all can have their place, especially if you do put them in a hierarchy. If I care about this one, I don't yeah. really care about this one, but I won't like make people's eyes bleed. And then this one is uh, a literal journal. Uh, you, this yeah. is for me, and uh, thank you for the ten people who liked it. And that that'll that'll keep me going and make sure that I I keep going with this hobby streak and post again tomorrow. So, um, mm-hmm. but uh, getting away from just talking about Twitter here, like I'm actually enjoying the. That you know, trying to keep the streak going of saying like, okay, I got to do something on my hobby today, and a lot of times it is like kind of towards the end of the day, like, all right, what am I going to do? Yeah, let's let's sit down at the painting desk, uh, put some paint on that brush, and and get to it. And I know a while back, you know, John Ninas was talking about that was going to be his his goal, his his motivation, 
every day just put yeah. paint on the brush. This is just a variant of that. Like have oh yeah, have yeah. something you can uh tell to the internet the accountability buddies out there that you've been you've been doing something on your hobby. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm uh I will I will give you a follow on that. Uh, nice. Twitter. Nice. We can be friends. That'll See be how it's going. That'll yeah. be good. We'll retweet some <laughs> stuff. Friends on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just just so far so good on that. I also tried to like at the same time 2 weeks ago is also like okay I'm also going to like try to fix my life in general. And I started a bullet journal that I kept up with for like four or five days, started tracking calories, which I kept up with for like five days. But uh, the mm -hmm. hobby streak is still going strong. And that's the important thing. We'll, we'll work on the other <laughs> stuff later. You know, can't, uh, you know, can't fix everything <laughs> all at once. <laughs> right. Yeah. Focus, focus on your hobby first. Mm -hmm. Right. The rest will come. It's the rest fine. will come. <laughs> all right that's that's me you uh you got any more yeah. updates for the world here casey um i mean i got okay i got i got a little bit okay little bit out with it um, out with it just a, a little little smidge right okay so my wife because my office um like we we when we put the wall up we split the room that we have back here she has to walk through my office to get to her office now. So she's got to, you know, see all of this stuff all the time. Not that she really didn't before, but, you know, it was in a, a closet, right? Now it's all in her face all the time. So she expressed interest in actually painting something the other day. Um, I was, I think I was just scrolling on Instagram, like looking at somebody way better than I am at painting. And she's like, oh, that's a nice, uh, you know, painting. Like, painting, canvas painting. Like, no, no, no. This is not a canvas painting. And she was blown away, right? You know, go figure. Um, so I printed out, uh, 3D printed out a bust for her to paint. And she is looking forward to doing that. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that yet. If I'm going to film that and make a video or just see what she can do but she was like really excited to paint a bust like and she wanted to try hard on it too right so uh, yeah. like a year ago you had a, a video where your wife and your kid were painting minis contrast paint sort of thing yeah um my wife and my two nephews tested contrast paints like right when they came out oh yeah you know the thing was oh these are so good for beginners and it was like okay i'm gonna show them the videos show them how it works all this but let's see if it is. And it's like, it's not, it really isn't <laughs> like, don't, don't believe that. Um, yeah. I was just thinking of like, how would you frame it? You know, my, my wife's first mini, but yeah, no, it's not that actually in that video, I showed her first mini, um, which I can probably get a picture to Matt to put up. So it's impressive is why, um, yeah, like her first mini, she painted a corn berserker. Okay. And uh, like I bought a box right when I was getting back into it. I bought a box of corn berserker, some paint, went for it. And I'm like, all right, I'm actually feeling pretty good. Like I'm way better than I thought I was. And then she goes and she's like, oh, I'll try that and paints it. And it's like, fine. I I, I guess I should just quit. Um, Yeah, like it turned out really good. 
like first mini ever, you know? Um, so I'm kind of curious to see where she could take an actual bust. Yeah. You know, like do all of the things and blending and all the stuff. She's pretty artistic. So yeah, probably pretty good. So yeah. Okay. yeah you might be able to make a little something out of that. I don't know if yeah. I would encourage her to like sit down in front of a camera and like you must record all the steps of you doing this. I don't that, <laughs> that's not a ton no, of fun not, if you're not, not like, anything really like that. into that sort of thing. <laughs> right. No, she could care less about that. No, um I'd probably throw it in somewhere and just be like, Oh yeah, I did this thing and like, oh here's my wife's, so it's ten times better than mine. She's been doing this, you know, for two days. Right, right. So that's <laughs> yeah. a good segment, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. What Maybe is I'll the bust? See if I can get an update out at some point. Um, I found it on my mini factory. I can't remember who the sculptor is, but it's this kind of old goblin looking guy. He's kind of got a pipe hanging out of his mouth, and there's a little toad on top of his head. I just look really cool. So yeah, I just printed it out. Our Skype had a little bit of a problem there, Casey. So I heard the last thing I heard is just, just a little toe on the top of the head. But you know what? It sounds cool. <laughs> we'll better. go with it. Yeah. Just a little toe. Yeah. <laughs> a little toad. You can tell me a later frog. what it was. Yeah. I just did. Very good. <laughs> the powers of technology. Yeah. So that's, that's, prob- that's the last thing I got, I think, before we really move into the main topic, which is speed painting. Okay. So why did we choose speed painting as a topic? All right. Well, we were trying to think of a different topic for a video, and we were going to talk about, uh, we're going to have a like a, a little gimmick of what is your unpopular opinion, you know, defend an unpopular opinion. And I think you were saying, like, speed painting is stupid. And then we were like, wait, this is just a whole episode <laughs> all on its own. Like, Yeah, pretty much. Am I misquoting you there? Did you some... did you say that your opinion is that no, I, speed I painting is stupid? Definitely said that, but but with a little more context, yeah. speed painting is speed painting is stupid only because like the actual like uh, I don't know when when people say oh yeah this is a speed paint and it's like really good, it's not necessarily that it's a speed paint or that there's something to the amount of time that was given to that model. Like everyone is in a different place with their painting, right? So speed painting for somebody might just be a normal everyday kind of thing. Yeah. Or I, I guess it might we can take start someone with, like, what does the triple. phrase mean? Uh, where does it come from and where do we yeah. see it most often? Okay. Well, let's see here. So, the the term speed painting just means that you are going to paint a model in either a certain amount of time or that it was quick enough that you can say, you know, this is an above average job for the amount of time that I put into it. So if I'm going to paint a space marine, maybe to do like a pretty all right job, it's going to take me. And this is where it's just gets weird, right? It might take me three hours to do something pretty cool might take somebody else six hours to do the same job but either way if it's less than my normal time to paint something i can technically call it a speed paint because i was rushing myself right sure yeah i think that's fair and it's also a little bit of a defense mechanism if you're showing off your army or or you're like yeah this this was something i did as a speed paint you know 
you know, it's right. good for you know, it's good for a speed paint. So you can do it as a defense mechanism. Yeah. Or you can also do it as like a weird humble brag of like, yeah, this is this is a speed paint. Like, yeah, and maybe you're lying, you know, because it looks pretty good. But, um, well, I I think the the best example that I've seen where and and I'm not saying that it's a humble brag at all, but where the differences are, um. Who's it? Marco. Marco Frizzoni. Right? He does speed painting. And he's like, yeah, I spent, you know, two and a half hours on this warband. And it's like, no, you didn't. But it's like, no, he really did. Right. But it just looks so good. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there, there also is the literally having out a watch or a timer or something and like mm-hmm. trying to beat the clock or <laughs> I don't know, like uh, make a point or uh, <laughs> impress your friends make a or point impress good, people on YouTube or, or, or whatever. Yeah. So there definitely is a side of speed painting. There's, there's a couple of versions of this that involve a clock and involve, mm-hmm. you know, like starting and like, and then stopping brushes down. How, how are we doing? Um, so the mm-hmm. versions of that that immediately come to mind are one, like us, uh, idiots on YouTube making a video of, you know, I painted this and, or I painted this army in 24 hours, or I painted, you know, or, you know, this war band in two and a half hours, or, um, we love mm-hmm. guy, but he does a lot of speed painting of, you know, this, uh, mini from Blackstone Fortress took me 17 and a half minutes or, or whatever the case may be. And right, so yeah. there's definitely a part of the YouTube algorithm that motivates that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. the the reason we're kind of bringing this up is I, I don't think a lot of people do put a timer on their work at home. Like if you're just trying to complete your, your hobby true. streak entry for the day, I don't think most people are starting to stopwatch. And then taking out a primed mini and mm. uh, really sweating the numbers there. Doing something yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, on, on YouTube or whatever, the, there's videos about the sharpest knife or the most expensive cheeseburger or I don't know. Like there's um, everything has to be the, the biggest or the fastest or the sharpest or, you know, whatever it is. And so the superlatives kind of drive clicks in in some silly ways and so the you know i i have certainly found that just having a big giant set of you know lit up clock numbers in the background of, yeah the, of the a, clock uh-huh. oh yeah that it does what it does um yeah i, th- I think we've all done that oh of course of course um, and and we'll get to the legitimate reasons to to speed paint here in a moment, but there there definitely is this yeah. this side of YouTube, of of speed painting, and I'll say that part of it is I think a lot of people are curious how long it takes to paint a mini, and especially like beginners just getting into the hobby, if you know they've seen yeah. the really awesome things that you know GW puts on the box and they. They see what other people at the hobby store have for their armies and they they don't see tons of stuff online. And so I think there is this really valid question of how long should it take to paint a model? 
and sure. you know a beginner who's just starting out and has their model halfway painted and man they've been at it all afternoon and it still doesn't look good and you're getting frustrated and how right. long is this supposed <laughs> to take and then you know seeing online somebody with a timer and it's like you know uh orc troops 30 minutes per warrior or, or whatever um that's yeah there is some actual information there that's kind of cool to see like okay how how long should this take and how much uh effort are they putting into each step and we'll get to this but there there is a ton to learn about painting techniques with this whole uh what do you want to call it gimmick of speed painting or or, or style of uh approaching I, a project i mean I guess, it's but. yeah i suppose it's a little bit of both right like there's a there's a certain style to it of cutting corners and achieving something that looks nice mm-hmm. um but then there's the the whole side of it's kind of a gimmick because again what takes you half an hour might take me an hour sure just does right yeah and you know trying to say that a model takes three hours or 30 minutes or whatever it depends so much on the model so much on the paint scheme so much on the painter that they're it's really hard to say but you know when you see a video that says you can paint your your orc lads in 15 minutes each you're like how are they doing that what what get out of town yeah what's what's this and uh you know that that tension in the brain that question is what baits those clicks and so there you go yeah but. i mean in my last video i legitimately showed a, a section in that video was painting orc killicans in 15 minutes boom and so it literally happened yeah there's <laughs> there's useful information there both in terms of someone being curious of Man, it seems like Casey paints a lot. How long does it take him to to paint this army? Like, there's there's information there, that sort of sense. There's information in the how is he doing this, um, mm-hmm. and so there's there's merit, there's merit, but there's also just the the silly clickbaitiness. Um, and then let's move away from YouTube for a little while here. There's also speed painting as like real life real life competitions at a store at a convention and i have done that many times at gen con actually the the first time i went to gen con that was like my favorite thing and then went back (laughs) the second year for gen con and i signed up for way too many speed painting events and and burned myself out on (laughs) it but um it's it's uh, a way to do painting competitively and almost any hobby some people are doing it competitively and mm-hmm. finding a way to get that extra rush and uh, get the benefits that come along with trying to be competitive at something and so uh this this gen con speed painting it was upstairs in the convention hall on the second floor there's like uh, a big long table that was set against a a big bank of windows and so there's a lot of natural light in that little part of the convention hall and i think they set up like 20 chairs all in a row for people to come and sit and i think part of the reason that it's speed painting is because it's nice and easy to block out hour-long segments for for running these events at a convention like you know conventions have 
events all day for every day of the convention and you know, hour blocks or four hour blocks or whatever. And these were hour blocks, speed painting sessions. And you go and you, you sit down and you pay your $2 and they give you a uh, random mini. And then they start the, not a random mini, sorry. They, they know what the mini is beforehand, but like you have everyone. never seen it. Yeah. Um, so if there's gotcha. 20 people sitting there, the, the 20 people all get a copy of a weird Malifaux mini that's been hastily assembled and primed. <laughs> and for Malifaux, I guess there's not a ton of options for like what can be put together easily like that because they have so many spindly minis. But right. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but um, I got like, I don't know, Master U or, or something. He's seems like a one piece mini uh but he's he's a cool mini yeah he's uh probably mm -hmm. retails for more than two dollars but um but yeah this actually was the genesis of goober town roulette was me having a good time at these speed painting things but yeah, yeah go go you sit down you pay your two dollars they everybody gets a, a primed mini and then they hit the the clock and pick up your brushes and go and you got like 10 paints in front of you and they do it for 45 minutes so that they can reset in the remaining 15 minutes and and get these going every hour on the hour sort of thing mm -hmm. um but yeah it's it's a lot of fun to have that experience of here's a mini you've never seen before you hear your colors go what can you do do something awesome on this in 45 minutes and it, it's, uh, you get that competitiveness. And so there's a little bit of like weird adrenaline there, uh, which is not necessarily yeah. natural for painting. <laughs> that is kind of weird. But, <laughs> yeah. But there's also the spark of creativity of like, okay, how am I going to make this cool using, I mean, I've, I've got to be quick. I've got to use like really simple effects and I've got to use like this these nasty bottles of paint that have been out for three days of the convention already. And, uh, <laughs> I think, I can't remember if they put new brushes out every day or new brushes out, like just on Thursday. And then by Sunday, mm. they're just not very good anymore. Yeah. But that's yeah. an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah. But the, the brushes, you know, were, were not great brushes. They were, I think one happy choice brushes, the, the classic brand of really cheap uh, synthetics that you can get you know, bags of 50 of on, on Amazon or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it, uh, it is the Genesis of Goober town roulette. It's like, here's a random mini go do something clever and see if you can be more clever and talented, but than all these other people here and you got 45 minutes. Let's see how it goes. And I had a ton of fun doing that partially just, yeah, the, the joy of, of getting a random challenge and the fact like, oh, yeah, this mini is definitely worth more than $2. I just suckered these guys like going to this expensive <laughs> yeah. convention and staying in the hotel and flying worth out work here. For yeah. Them. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I actually dragged out of my collection, uh, I think I have seven minis here that I did in a speed painting competition. I, three from... 2018 four from uh you know 2019 and 
like the first time somebody hands you a, a chibi mini and you're just like, oh, what, yeah. what is this? Like, oh no. Um, or just like that would throw me off. Yeah. You got you got a freebooter. Like, what are you gonna do with this? Here's a little here's a little knight. Um, so actually, the one of the the fun memories from last year or 2019 or whatever was it did actually come in second place of one of the heats. I mean, they're running heats all day for all four days of the convention. But right, yeah. in in one of these that I sat in on, I got I got second place for. This little this little knight here. Maybe I'll give Matt a nice picture of it. He can blow it up. But I, nice. I painted a knight red. He's got red plate armor on, and actually did a decent job edge highlighting with a little brighter red. The you know the plates, and he turned out all right. It got second place, and uh, you know right when they were announcing the winners, Uncle Adam from Tabletop Minions just happened to wander by. And so, like, oh, really? and so it was. It was the a perfect moment in time, Casey. It was. I I met Uncle Adam for the first <laughs> time, right when they were saying, "Which prize do you want? Which prize do you want?" Like, I, I, was, I was super flustered, but like, Uncle Adam saw me like choosing my black dragon. I got my black dragon here. This is uh, this is the <laughs> Ironwind Metals Raul Partha Classic Fantasy Black Dragon, and uh, nice. so it's pretty cool. Uh, you turn over Uncle Adam. You're like, hey, what's the, up? Uh, yeah. It's the best Check painting the prize I have ever won, and Uncle Adam witnessed it, and I got a selfie with Uncle Adam. So, very take nice. that world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the small joys. Yeah. Uh, last year, um, I went to LVO, and I I was signed up for the speed painting. I didn't end up doing it. Cause it was very poorly organized. Nobody knew where or when or whatever. But, uh, so I like, I saw people doing it. People get to do it. I was very disappointed cause I was, I was looking forward to doing that. Yeah. So maybe next time, I don't want to say next year, but next time. It is fun. I, I will say that by the time I had done like four over the course of the second year at Gen Con, by the time I'd done like my seventh speed paint, I was like, okay, I mean, 45 minutes, like just the, the novelty had worn off a little bit and, and it's not, it really is not the ideal way to paint a mini, but, and you, know, after That's a while true. you learn a couple of tricks to be done there. You're like, okay, use fewer main colors, like, the pants and the jacket mm. are just going to be the same color and that's the way it is right made from the same material yeah <laughs> like whatever yeah. It is. i'm not uh i'm not carefully painting around the belts and stuff like just the entire mini is going to be blue and then if i have time i'll make the belt black you know uh there's right. there's certain little tricks and rules that you teach yourself there and you know the people who were doing really well I had a had a really good technique for for doing a lot of dry brushing on the minis and, and making them look really good that which which makes total sense um yeah but there there is this new skill learning that you can do in these sorts of things which to a point is awesome you know varying up your your routines is always a good thing to do so mm -hmm. well I mean, one of the, the biggest 
things that you end up learning, I, I, I suppose, is, yeah, like, what are the things that you can do that just cut time off things? Like, dry brushing is a very good technique. It's very effective and often kind of underutilized. Like, because there's a, I don't know if, I don't know if it's called, like, a, I don't know if I want to say it's a stigma that surrounds it a little bit, but I think there kind of is. Like, it's like dry brushing true. is used from first year to, you know, end of first year of painting. And after that, dry brushing is never to be touched. Well, after that, again, dry brushing is, is for terrain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Terrain. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. I think that's really now, true I, I is that there that the... is a lot you can do with dry brushing. And I'm, I'm also kind of getting back around to appreciating dry brushing and giving it another chance and seeing what I can do with it again. Mm -hmm. But it is a very powerful technique that can, you know, just do all your edge highlighting for you in like 30 seconds if you know what right. you're doing with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a solid tool. Yeah. And, you know, if you put yourself in a situation where you're not giving yourself two hours to do edge highlighting, but you are giving yourself a dry brush and, and two minutes to do edge highlighting, uh, yeah, you, you can do some pretty cool highlighting with a, you know, a skilled little dry brush there. And it's, it's yeah. good to understand all the tools that you have at your disposal. And the look isn't exactly the same, the, the look of a dry brush highlight versus the look of painstaking... <laughs> hour-by-hour hour edge highlighting, it does have a slightly different look to it, but you may learn that you actually like the look of the dry brush more for something, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I specifically go for it because it does look different. It has that kind of chalky, broken, uneven line, depending on, you know, where the paint builds. Mm -hmm. So if it's like, well, this is a leather pouch, it probably looks like that. Makes perfect sense. You know, the edge of a, a Space Marine shoulder pad, maybe not as much. Although, weirdly enough, um, the class I took with Peachy at LVO was speed painting uh, Primaris Marines and using mostly dry brushing. Yeah. And that actually worked pretty well the way that he was doing it. You know, it's, it wasn't the normal way of dry brushing. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, jealous. That sounds fun. <laughs> it was fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so so let's talk about uh, quote speed painting at home. Let's say that you do, are not running a silly YouTube channel where you're timing your paints to put in a video, and you're right. not at your game store in a in a painting competition. You're not at a convention in a painting competition. And again, I think part of the reason those like arose is just so that the people would finish their paint jobs and go home, you know, right. <laughs> if, a, if a store just gives open-ended, like come paint, which, which is something they do sometimes, but if they, it was a they come do. paint yeah. and also a little bit of a competition without a time limit on it, man, you'd have mm -hmm. goobers hanging around your store for many hours. Yeah. 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 I've seen it. I've seen it. They're just like, oh, you know, Friday's painting day. And it's like, you go in there and yeah, people have been there all day. And they've like brought a suitcase with them, you know, 
of all of their stuff. Putting a timer on it gives a little bit of structure, makes it makes it so that you can get some painters in there, having a good time, getting some stuff done, and then they'll clear out before you have to lock up the shop, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I just highlight this one. No, no. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Man, I just had a memory of, like, teaching lab classes, and they're just like, you know, the, the students need to go through their, their laboratory experiment, and there's 20 students in the class, and then, like, lab session is over, and there's one squirrely little dude in the back taking a melting point measurement on something, and he's just, <laughs> like, doing the measurement in triplicate. And you're, 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 buddy, you gotta go. Like... <laughs> Yeah, lab lab is closed. Yeah, there this was there a were, uh, three hour more lab. More than a few times. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes you just need a giant ticking clock on the wall telling people that you got to wrap it up, buddy. Like you, yeah. Yeah. Like you got you've got somewhere to be, <laughs> like regardless of whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. Yeah. Learning like to work fast times, and, and under in. pressure is a good skill in life. That's it's all right. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Why? Okay, you you you're not at an event. You are not running a YouTube channel. Why do you speed paint at home? Why do people think they want to speed paint at home? Maybe maybe start there. I like that. I like that. It's a yeah. Um, I mean, I I think. What ends up happening is when you start a project and you're feeling really good about it, you're feeling motivated and you start painting and you know, you get a guy done. He looks awesome. Just how you wanted it to look. And then you look at your desk and go, I have 60 more of these. There it is. That is exactly. That is a terrible feeling to have. And you go, how do I do this better, faster? Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's a lot of it is out of necessity, wanting to finish the project, so that you can then move on to another project. I mean, like so far in my painting career, if you will, the only time that I've ever gotten anything actually done, painting army wise, is is imposing time limits and just sitting down and doing it, like. This whole orc army thing was okay. I have to make a video by this day. Therefore, these have to be done, and that's that's what I set for myself to do. That that stormcast army that I did was I have twenty four hours because this video has to go up, and I'm selling it on eBay. It was a whole thing, right? So it's like I have to get it done. There's there's just no choice here, you know. So I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot of just wanting to finish your project yeah yeah absolutely especially with you know warhammer and games like that purposely making armies that are a hundred models or or whatever they are like a lot of minis and if you sit there and take your time and really get into it it's it's three or four hours per mini or you know depending on who you are it can be a a goodly amount of time and so very goodly yeah, for the, the sake of either getting your gaming pieces done or just realizing that you've bought a lot of stuff and you should probably paint some of it up. Like, yeah, 
yeah that's that's when this like i want to learn to paint fast starts to become real consideration for people but and i think a lot of it is driven by pile of shame kind of considerations yeah 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 i mean that that definitely makes sense you know i i do look at some of my models sometimes and go you know like i've got one more squad of this and that army is done you know i should just sit down for four or five hours and crank out that squad just i'll be done Mm. you know it's definitely like uh i guess a trick that we can play on ourselves to try and finish and you know feel good yeah and yeah just this aspect of having a project open and hanging over you for a really long time it sometimes it's just kind of fun to say this project is going to last the evening and yeah i mean that's that's just the difference between binging a tv show and and watching one episode a, a week over the course of uh the winter or whatever um yeah i i certainly also enjoy the binge of just uh getting in there and Mm-hmm. watching all the mandalorian at once instead of waiting two and a half months to see what's going to happen to mando you know so you're gonna wait two and a half months i literally have no choice before you watch it I, i'm going uh, i know, no, no. I, know you don't have <laughs> I i have no choice but to watch uh like two hours after it's released every morning when i wake up on fridays that's that's what you got to do right but, that's what i'm saying would like are prefer... you watching them or are you waiting yeah no there's no way to wait no, especially we're on the internet. Like we're gonna learn. Like if Baby Yoda yeah, dies and I don't watch it happen, I'm going to be very upset. Point. Yeah. When do you see that first? A- anything on social media? Yeah, I mean it's yeah. like <laughs> Ned Stark. You know, like the end of season one of Game of Thrones. Like <laughs> spoilers. The. <laughs> the difference between having someone tell you that versus uh, watching it or or reading it in the books the way it was meant to be like is is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But anyway, there's there's something to be said for going from having an unpainted model to having a painted model rather than yeah. for the course of two months having a half painted model sitting on your desk. There's something nice about yeah. wrapping that up, getting down, getting dirty, getting it done. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're batch painting large groups and, you know, it's like you get one step done. You're like, all right, cool. I got one step done. But, you know, you follow through on the rest of them and you're just like, oh, you know, I I painted leather pouches on 50 models. Like, it looks like I didn't do anything and I've been here for two hours. Mm -hmm. Like, that gets old for sure. I actually kind of enjoy that, but yeah. (laughs) There's something to be said yeah. for finding a way to get those pouches done much, much faster. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I forget here, I, you know, there's, there's this aspect of time is a precious commodity. We got to get this done, but there's, yeah. there's also a little bit of pride in being able to do something awesome in a short amount of time. The, the artistry of it. So I can't help but think of like street artists, um, especially the ones who yeah. have their cans of spray paint out on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and they're making like planets and galaxies and stuff. You know, they've mm-hmm. they've got like a couple of bowls that they use to shield their their piece of paper on right. the, and, uh, and they're you know 
they spray like white spray paint on their fingers and they flick it at the paper and then all of a sudden it's a starry yeah. you know and then like a couple of squirts of blue it, I mean, and they've got a nebula and it then, looks good yeah so yeah. i love watching street artists because they can do really cool stuff really fast it is uh, an impressive skill uh you know bob ross is the same way mm-hmm. it takes him 30 minutes to make an awesome landscape mm-hmm. that's what he does and the the reason yeah part part of the reason it's so magnetic is is because of how fast and skilled it is and, and the way it all comes together and there's a there's a purpose behind everything there and mm-hmm. a lot of the skill of that man isn't that he painted the best trees it's that he painted pretty cool trees really fast and <laughs> that's true i yeah the godfather of speed painting for sure yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> now and the thing about both of these things that you're talking about though is that there are secrets behind what they're doing and things that they're not actually not necessarily not showing you but the fact of the matter is street artists have been painting the same landscape same starry pattern with planets 5,000 times in order to get to that. So if you only ever painted orcs in your whole life by the 5,000th orc, yeah, I'm pretty sure you could, you could cut that time down real good. Mm-hmm. Now, Bob Ross was interesting in that that he and a team of people planned out those paintings, and then he actually painted two for every episode. He painted one before they did the episode. They planned out from there the steps that he would need to take, how they would script it. Then he would actually go in on camera and do the second painting. He was fresh off the first one. So it seems like he is doing this thing, but really he's just replicating a thing that he already worked out an hour before that. You know what I mean? So yeah, like you still have to put in the work to get there. Right. Right, right. And those examples we're talking about, they know the shortcuts. They've they've yeah. done the work to know the shortcuts. And I've heard like commission uh mini painters talk about this before with of knowing like where to highlight space marines. Like if you have a tactical mm-hmm. marine and it is time to do the edge highlighting, the people who really do this for a living know that you don't need to edge highlight every plate. They know where the like, you know, 10 most important little dabs of, of highlight color are. Right. And they don't have to search for them. They know exactly where they are. Um, done, done, done. For sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, an acquired skill based on a lot of practice. It is still very impressive. It's awesome. It's useful. Um, but, yeah, that's a, a situation where they have learned the shortcuts for sure. And there is, uh, you know, a, a certain joy and an awesomeness to, to knowing those shortcuts and being able to employ them effectively. Absolutely. Yeah. How do you get to that point, I guess? Let's, let's talk about the learning that goes into you know, forcing yourself to do some speed painting to acquire those skills. How, how does that go? I think, I mean, just because we are the podcast we are, like, you do need to be brave about it. You need to go at it with the understanding that (laughs) 
that like you have to just try it. You have to push and experiment and see what happens. And the more that you do that, you know, put the reps in. Are you laughing? I'm just, no, I'm just losing it over here. Uh, check out uh, Paint Bravely, the podcast on YouTube, <laughs> and find us on Spotify and wherever you find your podcasts. Everywhere. They're everywhere, Brent. Yeah, you did a... Oh. <laughs> podcast is going off the rails. Now I'm laughing at this cat. Come on, Snuffles, get, it. get out of here. All <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, like, that wasn't gonna come up eventually, right? Like, he... You gotta do it. You got to. Right. You gotta be brave. Right. And so... Because you're gonna do a really bad job the first time. Right. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that. That's actually a very important point of you saying, mm -hmm. I've got an orc boy here. I bought him for peanuts off eBay, but I would like to get him painted up quickly. Let's... I don't know. Let's see what these freaking contrast paints are all about. Boom, boom, boom. Slap go, that on. And then like, uh, I want to do like a dry brush here, but he's not quite dry. And yeah, let's try the dry brush before he's dry. Let's go. Let's, let's see what's going on. Uh, like, yeah. Um, that, that can be an interesting outcome. And I've done that far too many times of like, I need to dry brush. I'm trying to be quick. And this wash that I put over this skin is not, dry and what do you find when you do that casey now the thing is you can get two different reactions out of this right so the first one is your base coats aren't dry either and whatever paint you're layering over the top of that just ends up blending in all together kind of makes a hot mess now the second type of outcome that you can have is say your your uh Athonian camo shade over your orc skin is just a little bit wet or there's a pocket somewhere and say you're dry brushing with maybe I don't know a skin tone color like Cadian flesh tone you want you want some of the skin highlights in there well, what ends up happening is the moisture gets into your dry brush and it creates a smooth blend over the top almost kind of like a layering effect sometimes that's kind of awesome and uh yeah that's something that it, you know, you're, you're not necessarily just going to discover without just trying it yeah, and completely screwing it up, but then being, oh my goodness, happy little accident, right? Yeah. Yeah. We have that written here in our notes, happy little accidents. Like yeah. it's, it's real. If you're, you know, not giving things time to dry or if you, uh, maybe you did give things enough time to dry and you're getting your dry brush ready, but you don't got three minutes to get all the paint off of your dry brush. You, you put the paint on the brush, you <laughs> right, wipe yeah. it on the napkin one, two, three times, boom, onto the mini. That's not a, that's not a real dry brush. That brush isn't dry. That's like an overbrush at this point. That's a kind of a, kind of a heavy dry brush, which is its own thing and gives its own effect. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's several techniques where you can kind of wander into accidentally of, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, especially like accidentally wet blending or something like that. Right. Very easy to wander into that. And then when you realize that's kind of cool, you can purposely do that and really walk yourself into some learning, which is, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't have figured those things out unless you just decided Whatever the outcome is going to be is going to be, I'm going to try something. 
just going for it and seeing what happens. Yeah. You know, and they're especially eBay models are are definitely like primo models to try this stuff on because I don't know, for me especially, um I I don't have as much of an attachment, I guess, to something I just randomly bought off of eBay. Also you, know, you turn like, around okay, well, have... and sell it half the time anyway. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Well that's very true, yeah. Like there I don't have that emotional attachment to, you know, the model or whatever's going on. Like sometimes I do because I wanted the thing, right? Um, but it also kind of frees you up. Yeah. To just try new things because it's like, what well, I I bought this off eBay. Like I stripped the paint off. Like even stripping models is like that's that's the key that unlocks in your brain that says, yes, if I screw this model up, I can literally just strip it again and try again. Right. You know? Right. So there's no reason for you not to try. Yeah. If you decide that this model is going to be painted by the end of the evening or by the end of the Seinfeld episode or, or whatever, like you have already <laughs> written that model off. You, you said like in, right. in an hour, I'm going to stop caring about this model uh, so let's get to it. Let's see what happens. And I think that's, yeah, really valuable. Um, mm -hmm. Kind of distancing yourself a little bit there, not putting that up on a pedestal and really caring how it turns out. Like, you know, so many of my projects have stalled because I've said like, man, I don't know what the perfect paint scheme for this is or yeah, maybe when the day comes when I can really freehand better or blend better or whatever, like, yeah, wait, when I get the perfect color, I'll do this. If you're just going to, no, we're getting, we're yeah. getting this done. These are the, the paints I've got on my desk. I'm not going across the room to get my, my other brown, like the belt, <laughs> the pouches and the quiver are all beastie brown. Let's go. Like, yeah. And I, I do that so often. Um, and actually just cause I'm thinking about it right now, like, yeah, paint your leathers the same color because highlighting changes the color, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily matter. And if you want the leathers to be a different color, put an extra coat of wash over it. It will get darker. Sure. sure. Like you can change them after the fact. Yeah. Um, I'm reminded of uh, George R. R. Martin again. I, I watch a lot of his interviews, and a question that he gets like every time is, "How do I start writing?" And his answer is always the same. Really? He always gets the same questions every interview, and he always has the same answers every interview. But I still like hearing him say it. But it, people will say, "How how do I write a a series of best selling low fantasy novels?" And he'll say, um, "Write short stories." write short stories do not start with a book like do right <laughs> your whatever you write first is going to be bad or you know, whatever like get in there get something done and then move on to the next one and then move on to the next one like um, part of the advantage of speed painting is that you're going fast you are accomplishing finished models and and they're coming yes. off of the, the little assembly line there and you're you're putting the reps in. You're you know working mm -hmm. through some stuff. So let me ask you a question then. Would you say that your skill level as a miniature painter correlates to the time you put in, or how miniatures you end up painting over the course of however long? 
Well, both. I mean, you, I, I think it is valuable to vary how much time you spend on a miniature. I, I think it's, sure. um, I think there's a lot to be learned going at your normal speed and there's a lot to be learned going faster and a lot to be learned going slower and being really methodical and really taking it to your best. Like, um, yeah, there's, there's so much value in working at different speeds, uh, because you mm -hmm. learn different things, uh, based on the, the limitations or the freedoms that you have, um, um, so, right. so I, I would say that I do not recommend that you only speed paint, but if you've kind of fallen into a rut and you're doing things the same way every time, then I think it's really valuable to say tonight I am painting this dwarf start to finish. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To tonight, this Imperial guardsman is, is getting done and so are his four squad mates. Like, mm-hmm. I really like uh I like doing that kind of stuff almost like as a palette cleanser. Sure. Like yeah, you have been grinding on something and you're just like, you know what, I just want the feeling of a finished whatever. And I just wanna set it on the table and just look at it and be like, Yeah, that's right. He's done and I'm done with him. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a good feeling. And it, it definitely like I mean, it gives you all those emotions and it just motivates you to want to keep going, you know, for me anyway. Man, doing this hobby streak this week, gotten done like four minis in the past couple of days. And hey, that's actually pretty cool. Maybe I should do this more often. Paint you more should. often. Yeah. You should. And record it on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah, if if speed painting also is just like a weird little motivational thing for you, like if, uh, if, if you do that, get that little bit of adrenaline and excitement of saying like, can I do this? The, the challenge aspect of it Yeah. for, for some people, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not recommending that you do this with the clock, but maybe like if the idea mm -hmm. of putting an hour on the clock and hit and go and seeing what you can do, <laughs> if that motivates you to spend an hour at your painting desk, that you wouldn't have otherwise spent there. 100% a great idea. Do it. Have fun. Let me know how it goes. Yeah. Tweet at Goobertown at GT underscore hobbies. And uh, if I see it, I'll give it a heart. <laughs> Look, we're learning. We're trying. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know but yeah I don't, I don't know like sometimes uh, i i do feel old I know overall that, speed painting good thing bad it. thing where are we landing I mean, on this all right so i'll i guess i'll give my piece and then and then you can fix it or whatever you know what i'm saying um i like speed painting as kind of a means to an end right you want to get something done you want to figure out how to you know, paint something for your army. If you want to get ready for a game, you want it as a palette cleanser, something to get you painting, to put paint on, on your paintbrush, to sit down at your desk, whatever that's going to take. If speed painting is that thing, then absolutely. I think you are going to learn things doing it. Um, yeah, like it's not the worst thing. Now, 
I don't like speed painting in terms that people say that this was a speed paint and you know like the kind of connotations that that brings like oh well you know it's it's really good so you can get this done in half an hour it's like no like everyone is different you're not necessarily going to be able to paint the same model in the same amount of time so don't you know even even if you see either of us putting something in a video that says speed painting this thing like i've done that before in in my i think one and only speed painting video like that was my disclaimer it's like this took me two and a half hours this might take you three times as long but here are the steps that i took to get there right so it is speed painting from my perspective but not necessarily from yours so always take that with a grain of salt but it's fun you should try it yeah i think that's a fair place to land it's it's kind of fun you should try it like there's i don't think it's like a like a higher calling or anything like i don't think that it's like a great thing to brag about of like yeah this this oracle only took me 15 minutes like (laughs) especially if it's derpy as hell (laughs) yeah although that's kind of funny like i mean if if you're you're a funny guy yeah yeah Hey noob. (laughs) (laughs) Carl the orc over here only took me 15 minutes. You couldn't do this. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That that's, you know what? That's our next collab, Brent. We're going to do a, a, I don't know, speed painting challenge and the derpiest wins. Like the more derpy, the better. You have to purposely speed paint it derpy. We'll call it derpy speed painting. It might be a good way to frame that. Yeah. <laughs> the a couple of videos back, I did a uh, Goobertown Roulette episode. It was a collaboration with uh, Ribonator, who makes custom dice. Yeah, the, the and, finger painting. Yeah, finger painting. That's where we're going with this. <laughs> I'm sorry, and I stole your joke in my last video. No, no, that wasn't that wasn't entirely the punchline. No, that wasn't even the punchline. That was part of the setup. But thank you, Casey. Yeah, so custom dice maker, 3D prints, and then casts from those uh, original molds. Um, These dice, and one of the faces on the dice is a picture of a finger, and the whole purpose is, like, this is the challenge die for Goobertown Roulette. Mm -hmm. What kind of painting are you going to do? And um, I think he was making fun of painting YouTubers, like, with the things he put on this die. It was... the only use one brush challenge the paint without using a palette challenge the (laughs) finger painting challenge and like i I looked at this list like oh are we really that bad like come on sometimes yes we are sometimes sometimes we are sometimes we are you know i mean come on 24 Um, hour like army like come on really but i think I mean, there is a line, and we we are always right up on that line. But That's true. We, we're, we're, we're not, not cross it too often, do we? Do yeah. we? Can I tell you? I mean, I can't um, think of anything that directly crosses that line with, that it, that we're actually being serious about. I guess. Yeah. Is, is yeah, a good but way if to put it. yeah, if we made a video ten minutes bead painting, uh, Carl the Orc, like yeah. I don't know. You'd have to be real careful with the framing there. That could be just like the yeah. the dumbest YouTuber painting stupid thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's out there. 
I guess if I guess if you're you are really doing a satire of it, it's all right. Like right, if it's, that's what I'm if saying. it's satire and yeah. the people understand that it's satire. Mm-hmm. If you're doing satire and people think you're serious, then you're making the world a worse place. According but, to some people on Reddit, that's my entire channel. Like that it don't is satire. Do no, Just don't saying. do it. Don't don't go deep onto Reddit. Don't mm-hmm. go deep into definitely don't go back to 4chan. Uh, 4chan like, is is off limits. Reddit, like I get some useful information out of sometimes. Only occasionally. Trent from Miscasts, just for context, keeps saying like, oh man, uh, 4chan's talking about us again, and then he'll like give us a link to some <laughs> terrible yeah. page. Why, like, dude? Trent, Why? stop it. Stop <laughs> doing this. Stop doing this to yourself. Stop doing this to us. Like, we know it's probably there, but we really yeah. would rather forget about it, so. Oh, 100%. I don't, I don't want to read those things. This is no. like, no. No. okay so i guess the thing that we're missing here casey is that sometimes the youtube challenge Mm -hmm. videos actually have good ideas and like a little bit of nugget of a lesson that you can take and then try for yourself Mm -hmm. so uh you know you mark mentioned marco doing his two and two and a half hour uh, war bands or you've got mm-hmm. guy doing his 30 minute blackstone fortress minis or whatever um yeah. if you go and watch those little speed paint challenges there are some cool techniques in there uh, maybe some that you know to use but maybe some that you haven't used before and yeah. so um using speed painting and the idea of like okay i'm gonna try to do this fast and then say, I need some new techniques. I, I need to learn some new tricks here if I'm going to do this fast. Go, get an idea, and then practice it. And because it is such a fast uh, activity, by the end of the day, you'll know whether, uh, I don't know, wet blending with null oil. I, I don't know. What technique do you want to talk about here? But you'll you'll understand <laughs> uh, whether the, the technique that yeah. you just saw on a video actually works for you. Yeah. I mean, I think things like wet blending, because inherently due to the nature of acrylic paints, you have to be quick with them. So like you can kind of see on certain models or, you know, on certain types of things, banners, cloth, whatever, like how to do those things. So, yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely techniques that, that are useful, you know, and there are plenty of good speed painting videos out there. Like in my own personal speed painting type videos, I usually use things that are like, like an oil wash, right? It's like, here, here's a thing that does a thing that you want it to, but with a little bit of flexibility so that you can go faster or to do other things with that. It's like using the products that you're used to, just not in necessarily the ways that you're used to using them. Um, so it definitely just kind of opens the box and gives you new tools. Yeah. 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 Again, you, you give yourself the freedom of saying, I don't care about this model. It's going to be done painted in an hour. Um, tell yourself that I am trying to go fast on this. I need to use some new techniques and let's see what this streaking grime does or let's see what this weathering pigment does or. Yeah, whether you're using just a new technique or you're also using new materials and a new technique, 
Like you're going to, you're going to get that practice in by the end of the evening and you're going to see whether you like it or not. And so yeah. it can be a really quick way to learn. Um, mm -hmm. the, the time commitment to try out a new skill that you saw on the internet is really low by definition. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, I think not necessarily caring about the outcome you know, knowing that it's more about the learning experience and trying something new, um, you'll find yourself using a lot more products, you know, like pigments that you wouldn't necessarily do. Like you just painted that badass tank with the dwarf in it and you used pigments and like some oil washes or, you know, oil paints, like things that mm -hmm. I, I don't see you do very often. Not that that was right. speed painting, but still. Like things that you wouldn't necessarily do. You could experiment. Yeah. Anytime that you're pushing yourself outside your comfort zone, and in this case, you're trying to work fast, so you're trying to use new techniques and new materials. But anytime you're trying to use new techniques, new materials, that's always a good thing uh, to, to jump in the deep end and give it a try. And just the extra bonus here is that these techniques are supposed to be fast, so you'll learn something about them pretty quick. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, other things like just, uh, you know, watching a speed painter throw on highlights. You know, if you learn, like, you know what? You can highlight a face by just, like, cheekbone, cheekbone, nose. Uh, depending on the face, that might actually kind of look okay. Like, um, mm -hmm. there's there's little techniques like that that aren't a new material or anything. It's just, like... Okay, we're not we're not mixing up a ton of highlight colors. We're getting one highlight color, and we're being aggressive, and we're just dabbing it on real fast. Yeah. Um, I've, sometimes I I see that old Sam Lens working with his big old Sax Optimum Golden Taclon brush, and he's highlighting some scales or something. And I mean, he's he's not doing a speed paint, but he works fast, and he just throws on highlights very fast. quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there are obviously a lot of different things you can learn in speed painting. And I think the takeaway is that you need to just try and have fun with your painting and not necessarily worry about the outcome. And that's, that's kind of the gist of it. You need to paint bravely and have a good time. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I know. But you're right. Yeah. Huh? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, you're killing me, man. Um, and on that note, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. And, and leave a question if you want. We'll, we'll maybe get to that. Yeah, you should, down in the comments. Y your hobby questions. Hobby question. Ask bravely. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. See you next. You know what to do. Um. Okay, so the thing that we're kind of missing from this discussion is the silly YouTube speed painting YouTubers, whatever, 
that actually sometimes there's let me start again i can't even talk um (laughs) (laughs) there's a there's a cat digging in litter right now and it hasn't made up its mind so this could go on for a while casey uh give some words of wisdom while i edit out this cat noise you gotta edit out this cat noise live I'll anyway, let it out we, later, but you need to talk now. Right. You're killing me, man. Um, let's see here. Mine right, cut so off. The... What? Yeah, I, I don't know when it died. Oh, did it? Yeah, I don't know what the hell. Like, I, I literally took the battery out of the charger, put it in. That that makes my day though. I'm happy about That's this. That's it. <laughs> Little shot in Freud. So bad. I'm so tired. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's going to be some good, good stuff in this one.